This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 277, Submission 131. What a country! What a country! Aired in first run syndication from September 27th, 1986 to May 23rd, 1987 for 26 episodes! What? 26 episodes. Oh my god, this is Holy even, America! This is even worse than Mr. Bogus getting three seasons. At least they limited turnabout to seven. Oh boy. Oh my gosh. Here's the theme song. I wanna be an American. I wanna live here to stay. I wanna be an American. I wanna say what I got to say. I wanna be an American in the land of the free. I wanna be an American. It's right for me. Hello, Lincoln. Hello, Dixie. Hello, hot dog. Hello, baseball. Hello, Broadway. Hello, hello, hello. I wanna be an American. In the land of the free. I wanna be an American. It's right for me. It's right for me. place where we put the theme song one of us if not two or all three of us sort of do an impromptu version of the theme song usually we edit it out this time i'm keeping it in this is this is something i want to be an american here's some shots of some immigrants I don't know how the rest of the theme song goes, dude. <laughs> this is about immigrants. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mike, get a hold of yourself. This is a serious subject here. Yes, this is a this serious subject. This is about subject. immigrants. Oh yes, this is about immigrants, and this is about immigrants coming to America in hope of a better life. Because unlike now, in the future that we all live in, in the 1980s, everybody was really big on immigration and really big on immigrants coming to America and living the American dream. I mean, Perfect Strangers is indicative of that. Know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get it, yeah. And then there's this show, which is actually based on a British series called Mind Your Language, which aired from 1977 all the way to 1987 and featured absolutely no one that would make any waves in the U.S. Sorry. But yeah, the concept is 
identical. They were identical! Identical! Right, right! A classroom of immigrants, and they're all in night school, taking adult education classes, mostly in English as a foreign language, or English as a second language. Because remember, I'm reading the Mind Your Language prompt, and it says English as a foreign language. In the U.S., that would be English as a second language. And what they're trying to do, the additional sort of hook on our end of the Atlantic is they're all trying to pass their citizenship test. With the help of their teacher, Taylor Brown, played by Garrett M. Brown, they not only learn about their country, they also learn a little bit about themselves. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I tried. So, our students are Russian taxi driver Nikolai, retired Hungarian Dr. Laszlo, Pakistani resident Ali, the son of a deposed king, Robert, a deposed African king, I should say, a Mexican housekeeper working for a rich Beverly Hills family, Maria, Wait, this show's set in New York, right? I don't know if it's set in New York, but I I do know what's been uh, told of me, and that is a housekeeper working for a rich Beverly Hills okay. family. All right. I was under the impression this was set in New York. But okay, we'll just assume that's it's LA. I, yeah, that's no. what I thought, too. I thought it was New York as well. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, another Hispanic in love with Maria, Victor, a shy Chinese woman, Young He, and an Arabian Sheik, Sheik El Hamid. Oh, oh. <laughs> as you'll obviously find out later as we go through this series, this character does not appear during the course of the run of the show, and we speculate on the reasons why. Shows like these could be counted on playing into stereotypes and just obliterating them out of the water. Or at least that's what it did in the original UK version. This version seems to be playing all the stereotypes for laughs. Rounding out the cast is the principal, which for the first ten episodes was Joan Courtney, and for the second sixteen episodes was F.J. Bud McPherson. Joan Courtney, not much is known about her. F.J. Bud McPherson is said to be a hard-nosed, hard-lined former Marine. Oh, wow. So they must have gotten a real tough Marine here for this uh, very tough military guy. Probably like an early Army type. Oh, that would be great. An early Army type. That would really be a good cast there. Too bad Full Metal Jacket's not until later in the year. Yeah. But hey, let's talk about the cast before we continue here, because, again, really, really talented cast. Playing the role of Taylor Brown is Garrett M. Brown, and Garrett M. Brown is known for primarily film roles like uh, an Uncle Buck, I Am Number 4, and Kick-Ass. Yes, he was in Kick-Ass. He played Mr. Lazewski. Oh, do you remember I Am Number Four? 
I that, try not to, but yes, I do remember it. That was like in that period where it's like Twilight was a hit. So we got to make every YA book like a big movie. Thank God that craze is over. He was also in 100 episodes of Sisters, so his career wasn't derailed by this show. Uh, he was also on, and I think this is a last season episode, this has to be, a 1999 episode of one of our favorites, Silk Stockings. Oh. Boing! What the hell he played is a that? senator. Easy does it, guys. He played a senator. Boing! Wait. What the hell is that? That's eugenics. Wait, he played a senator? Well, let's be happy it's Silk Stockings since we don't have any uh, Larry Craig types on Silk Stockings, thankfully. And then you have Nikolai Rostapovich, played by, who else? Yekov Smirnov. Oh yeah, the 80s were his decade. Yep. And honestly, if you don't know who Yekov Smirnov is... Go to Branson. Go to Branson. Seriously, go, go to, to Branson, go to Branson. Go to Branson and educate yourself. We're not here to educate you. What is this place? Branson, Missouri. My dad says it's like Vegas if it were run by Ned Flanders. Andy Williams! Oh, we don't need to stop here. Yes, we do! My very friend. Nelson. <laughs> You're breaking me already and we haven't gotten past like two characters. Oh, wow. So Yakov Smirnoff was in this and the rest of the cast isn't important. I'm kidding! Alright, playing the role of Ali, Ali Nadim, is Vijay Amritaj. Who... And we, all, we talked about him in the last precinct. Yes, we yes, did. Yes, we did. He played Alphabet. He played Alphabet. But remember, he was also, as we mentioned, he was in Octopussy. But also, hey, remember he has like a blinkle, you'll miss it cameo in Star Trek for reporting back to the uh, Starfleet command about the uh, alien probe. So you know what that means. Starfleet regulations, that's outrageous. You know, Chico, at the end of Star Trek 4, when <laughs> they all get like promoted to a starship for saving the planet Earth, for getting the whales back into the future, into the 23rd century. You got to think John Shuck was probably thinking to himself when he heard the news that Kirk became a captain again. Like, man, this is some bullshit. Yep. What can I say? Can't keep a good crew apart for long. Okay, but now let's get to the rest of this cast. Next up is our deposed African prince, Robert Muboto, played by Harry Waters Jr. Harry Waters Jr. Oh, oh, hold on. This is the second time in three weeks we talked about him. Because remember, he was, oh, yeah. Mar he was Marvin Barry in Back to the Future. You know what that means, Greg? Chuck, Chuck, it's Marvin. Your cousin, Marvin Barry. You know that new sound you love? 
like I said, awesome actor. Why is he in this? Can, can I play the Family Guy version with uh, Marvin Ashley calling Rick saying, I got that sound you're looking for. Listen to this. Yeah, just play that too. <laughs> okay. Here's a song by a gay guy. <laughs> Big guy, but you're probably never even gonna see him again. Hey Rick, it's your cousin Marvin. Marvin Astley? You know that mediocre generic sound you've been looking for? Well listen to this! Hey Rick, it's your cousin Marvin! Marvin Astley! Continue. Okay, playing the role of the housekeeper Maria is Ada Maris, who we, I believe we've talked about her before on this podcast. We did? Or if we didn't, then we ought to. Because she was in a CPS Summer Playhouse pilot. Oh, Fervor Adventures, whatever that is. As Princess Isaline? Is that how you pronounce it? Isaine? Isaine? Okay. Oh, she was on two episodes of Wise Guy. Oh, Wise Guy. And, and, because it always goes, because, again, it always goes back to Star Trek, she played Captain Erica Hernandez on three episodes of Enterprise. Oh, that's great. Hey, that had Scott Bakula in it, so you know it's good. Yes. Okay, we probably didn't name drop her, but we did talk about a show that she was on. Because she was on one episode of A.K.A. Pablo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, and you know what? Her character's full name, Maria Conchita Lopez. I'm oh. guessing after Maria Conchita Alonso hit it big, that was just the go-to. I don't know. Oh. Playing Victor Ortega is Julian Reyes, who is in Point Break, Predator 2, Die Hard 2, and six episodes of High Tide, another first-run syndicated blink-and-you'll-miss-it show. show. Oh, by the way, I just got the uh, special edition DVD at a thrift store of Die Hard 2 for $2.99. Nice. Oh, yeah. Hey, you cannot go wrong with William Sadler, John Amos in Die Hard 2 with Bruce Willis. Can't go wrong with that. No, sir. And playing Young He is Layla Lee Olson. She would be uh, credited as Layla He Olson on this series and other series, but she was in 10 episodes of The Bold and the Beautiful, one episode of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, and she played Miss Ward in <laughs> Are You Ready, Mike? The New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. Oh, yes. 
the movie The New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. Really? But, but I will make it up to you. She was also in one episode of Quantum Leap. There we go. Which episode of Quantum Leap? The Americanization of Machiko, August 4th, 1953. What season? I want to say it was season three. Yeah, season two, episode three. Okay, early Quantum Leap then. Okay. Yes. And she played that title character, Machiko. Machiko, yes. Okay. And and Sheik El Hamid. I don't even know if the Sheik was in this show because he is not on any of the uh, cast listings. Could this be Wikipedia lying to us? This could be Wikipedia lying to us. But rounding out the cast, or it's like we said, a principal, which for the first ten episodes was Joan Courtney, who is played by Gail Strickland, who you would remember from the pilot of Night Court. Yes. And also six episodes of Melrose Place. And also... An episode of Deep Space Nine. Oh, Deep Space Nine. And she was in all 18 episodes of Future Entry, Heartbeat. Heartbeat! <laughs> Looking for a heartbeat! Uh, you know what? I I expected that to happen, and I did it anyway. Okay, so now let's get into the episodes, and oh, this is going to be Let's just say this is difficult. This was difficult. This is going to be worse than Blind Justice. Not quite as bad as Mr. Bogus. Yeah. Definitely worse than Turnabout. No, this will be better than Turnabout. No, this I don't think offended as much as Turnabout, but we'll we'll forge forward. and, And also, there is a reason why we didn't mention the principal after episode 10. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yes. But okay, let's go ahead with episode one, okay. The first class. A substitute teacher takes over a citizenship class. No, really? Hey, it's the first episode. They have to establish the precedent here. Do we have anybody of note in this? We don't have anybody to note, but the precedent, what precedent? It's Yakov Smirnov and a bunch of people who immigrated to the country learning English as a second language. What precedent is there? What? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, apparently, and fun fact, apparently uh, a known Bollywood actor by the name of Mazar Khan auditioned for the role of Ali Nadim, but lost to Vijay. Okay. VJ Amritage. Or Amritage. Hey, when you have the last precinct on your resume. Oh, yeah. And Octopussy. And Octopussy. Okay. Episode 2. Soul Man. Oh, God, please don't tell me C. Thomas Howell in blackface is nowhere near this episode. No, this this is just about... It's on par with it, let's say, taking a look at the the description. Nikolai teaches Robert to be cool. And please remember, Robert is the 
the African uh, prince, I think you said? He is the African... Robert is the African prince. The deposed African prince. Yeah, the one whose name sounds a lot like Robert Mugabe? Yeah, he, Robert Muboto. Yeah, coincidental. They have very similar sounding last names. Does this sound like anything? Oh, God. If you use this word, you're going to be a hip cat in no time. Funky. Also, babe. Like, hey, babe. You're beautiful, babe. Babe Ruth, babe. Babe, what else? Look, instead of sitting here stiff looking like you, you gotta act cool like this. You mean like this? That's right. I always was a good student. Can I stop now? I feel a little dizzy. Now get your body to join your head. Oh, I can do that. So, yeah, this, this sounds like it's just a little, a teeny bit racist. Oh, uh, a yeah. teeny bit racist. Just, just, a, just, a tiny just, bit racist. Just, just a little just, bit. Just You can see how far my fingers are apart. Just a teeny, teeny bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that was episode two. There's no guest stars in that episode. It looks like we're running a little thin on guest stars the first couple of episodes, to be honest. All right. Episode three. A busboy named Desire. Victor's date with Maria isn't what he expected. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. I missed you, Susan! Oh, boy. It's not what he expected, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was he expecting, actually? I don't want to know. Okay, hold on. I got a detailed YouTube description of the episode, okay? Let me read this. Okay. Victor convinces Maria to go out with him on a date, but the date doesn't turn out to be all he hoped for. Oh, boy. I'm not reading into that. I'm sorry. No. Just wait till you get to episode four. Okay. So oh, this oh, oh ep- Greg's been talking about this one for like this a week. This is the episode that when we had the year-end show, we had the promo for the episode. And it was about how the episode involves... All right, let me read the description. Don't leave home. Nikolai gets into trouble with credit cards. Does this look like anything? Because get it? Don't leave home. Don't leave home without it. Yes. So in the promo, we have Nikolai having the credit cards. And he's just, he's just like, oh, America is great. You give plastic and they give you stuff. And then he just, he has like multiple credit cards. He's like, I spent so much money. They give me more credit cards. And then he discovers, oh, no. He has a big credit bill because he spends so much on all this useless shit. 
on the next What a Country. I got credit. I don't leave home without it. He discovers credit cards. You give people plastic and they give you stuff. He discovers shopping. Ooh. I spend so good, they send me more credit cards. He discovers the bill. Credit card junkie going crazy with credit cards. I am plastic monkey on my back. On What a Country. Saturday night at 6 on Channel 11. Oh my. But that's not the part that I want to share with you. That episode is crazy. But here's the funny part about who uploaded the promo. Now, the person that uploaded the promo is somebody from the old WrestleCrap.com forums by the name of Triple Kelly. And here's story time with Greg. She co-hosted an episode of WrestleCrap Radio with Artie Reynolds and Boyd Braxton. Which is known forever for this one moment with R.D. Where he challenged her to a sing-off. To sing share songs. And this is... So so R.D. decides that he's going to challenge Triple Kelly to sing Half-Breed by Cher. Oh, God. Oh no! So don't. Okay, guys, are are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. Okay. When I said that this is going to be the worst part of the episode, Mike, I meant it. So okay, you've been warned. Here we go. Here's already singing "Half Breed" by Cher, and enjoy this "Go Animate" that goes along with it on YouTube. Half breed, that's all I ever heard. Half breed, how I love to hate the word. Half breed, then I could won. Both sides were against me since the day I was born. In your face, sister. Sing whatever share you want. You ain't topping half breed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh Jesus <laughs> Okay so that happens Yeah I just thought I'd point it out This has been story time with Greg What the f*** did I just watch <laughs> That'll be in your, That'll be in your nightmares forever Episode 5 my fair young he. Taylor tries to help young he overcome her shyness. Oh. 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 I get that. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Especially since uh, people from that part of the world tend to be very. Um, and I learned this from watching an episode of 1000 Ways to Die. They're very uh, restrictive emotionally. So. They're very modest, yes. 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 Episode 6, Holiday on Ice. Laszlo, Robert, and Nikolai run afoul of the law. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I wonder what they're in for. Who knows? (laughs) Credit card theft. (laughs) Oh, Stop it! Nikolai, stop using people's credit cards! Oh my gosh.
Oh no! Look at episode seven. Does this tie into that? Oh no! The best, best. Laid plans. Okay, so as, as part of the immigration, this is the YouTube uh, explanation. As part of the immigration classes curriculum for exposing students to American culture, a trip to Disneyland is planned, only to fall apart after the responsibility of the Sojourn's finances are left to Nikolai. Uh-oh. 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 Who would trust him with anything? Especially after we all know he has a problem keeping up his credit cards, am I right? Yes. Hey, we have a pretty big name in this episode. First guest we've talked about, we're seven episodes in, and we finally have a guest star, and a guest star of merit, of importance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, playing Kalodny in this episode Avery Schreiber. Oh, yes. You may remember him from Burns and Schreiber, the comedy team back in the 70s. He also did uh, Doritos commercials. Wasn't he also like the Frito Bandito or something like that? Yes. Yes, he was the Frito Frito Bandito. Yeah. And, of course, kids of a certain age would remember him as Sam's weird uncle on Wake, Rattle, and Roll. Oh, yes, he was in Wake, Rattle, and Roll. You know, in the live-action vignettes that aired in between Hanna-Barbera sketches. All right. Episode 8, Chicken a la Prince. Oh, God. New waiter Robert may be disowned by his father. Can't disown me. Who died and made you king? Away! Oh, jeez. I don't know whether to applaud you or to, to shame you for that. That was good. Okay, episode nine. A birthday with class. Ollie is duped while buying Taylor a birthday gift. Oh, that's horrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. Who would do that? Obviously, somebody who is after a dollar. Probably. Episode 10, Ollie's Arrangement. Now, as we said, uh, Gail Strickland was the principal for just the first 10 episodes. So this is her last episode. Yes. We'll talk about who replaced her in a moment. Yes. Okay. Ollie is forced to marry a woman he met as a child. Oh, arranged marriages are a thing uh, overseas. Yes. I, I, I know they're a little passe, but they're still a pretty big thing. Yep. And now we get to episode 11, and this is important because we have the new principal of our school here. Okay, guys, I'm ready. Okay. All right. This guy's a hard-nosed ex-Marine, so I'm excited. Who is the hard-nosed ex-Marine? Oh, I'm going to read this uh, press release. Okay. I'm going to save. The, I'm going to save the name, but but I want to describe this uh, again. This this uh, press blurb that was from January 1st of 1987. So literally the New Year 1987. A certain individual is joining the cast of What a Country as a macho ex-marine who becomes principal of the night school for immigrants. This person will make his first appearance on the first-run syndicated comedy in the week of January 12th. He was originally to make one appearance, 
but the producers signed him as a regular after seeing the show. So based on that description, you're thinking the principal is probably like an Arlie Ermy type, some, some sort of macho uh, ex-military uh, person. Uh, oh, yeah, he's got to be a I macho was man. Ted, yeah, I was thinking Ted Cassidy myself because he's big and macho and incredibly tall and not doing much. Um, wouldn't Ted Cassidy have been dead by then? See, I was today years old when I learned that. Then, uh, oh, Richard Keel, then. Richard Keel would have been very much alive. Uh, Ted Cassidy died in 1979, I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dang it, boy, we had a tortoise to transport him to 1986. <laughs> well, oh, you know what? Richard Keel. He would have been very much alive. Yeah, he yeah, didn't he, die he, until a couple of years ago. No, I think it was more than a couple of years ago. I thought it was a, close to a decade ago at this point. Oh. Uh, Richard Keel passed away in uh, September of 2014, so almost okay. eight years ago. All right, eight okay. years ago. Okay. So, so, so you guys are imagining some sort of big, buff, powerful, presumably tall, if we're talking about Ted Cassidy and, and Richard Keel here. I really don't want to burst your bubble, guys. The person that I'm describing who's playing this uh, macho ex-Marine? Yeah. Don Knotts. What? What? I wish I was kidding. Don Knotts. There's nothing about Don there's, Knotts there's that says big macho. and tough about Don Knotts. What has he ever played anybody macho? Well, maybe this is in a very ironic sense. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of is maybe they're just playing up the irony. He's supposed to be a macho man. No, he's not. Could you imagine Don Knotts being like a macho man? Like, oh, yeah, it's me, Don Knotts. Gosh. <laughs> no raggedy, no braggedy. Oh, yeah. History beckons the macho man. Elizabeth walked down that aisle. Oh, yeah. 93,000 in the Pontiac Silverdome, and this is Ricky Steamboat's cup of coffee in the big time. Gosh! Oh, Jack, you and Chrissy better have the rent this month. Or else we're going to get Miss Elizabeth on you. I took it a little bit different direction. I focused on the Macho Man more than Don Knotts. <laughs> that would have been even better if Macho Man played Mr. Furley. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> Could you imagine him creepily being around Jack? That's not creepy at all. Oh, by the way, what is this episode about? I've got it right here. It's called Taylor Loses His Cool. The classroom air conditioning doesn't work in the middle of a heat wave, prompting Mr. Brown to visit the tough new principal, F.J. Bud McPherson, played by Don Knotts in his very first episode of What a Country. Come in! Is my swordfish straight? I don't know. Was he in La Cajo Finn? <laughs> I fought that baby for 12 hours off the coast of Baja. Who are you? I'm Taylor Brown. Little old for an Eagle Scout, aren't you? Uh, I teach the citizenship class. Citizenship class, huh? Well, personally, I think we ought to spend more money on border guards. <laughs> but if you're going to let these people in, 
least we ought to teach them why this is the greatest country in the world. I'm F. Jerry Bud McPherson. <laughs> or as far as this guy is concerned, Mr. Death. <laughs> I used to do some fishing in uh, North Dakota. Oh, freshwater fishing? Yep. That's for candy butts. <laughs> and you don't approve of candy butts? No, sir. Nor do I approve of teachers who run their class like a summer camp. What are you talking about? Well, look at the way you're dressed. I'm dressed this way because we're in the middle of a heat wave and the air conditioner in my class is broken. You're supposed to sweat when you learn. <laughs> if education was easy, our schools would be filled with children. <laughs> Strike that. What a country. What a country. Only in America, where you could be Don Knotts and be a former Marine. Oh, uh, you're telling me. But hold on, Chico. Mm -hmm. We actually do have two guest stars in this episode. Okay. Okay, we have a bunch of people in this episode playing quote-unquote boy. But there are two names I want to highlight. All right. First is Eldon Henson. And do you know what Eldon Henson is best known for? Oh, 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 oh. I know this one. All right, Chico, say it. He played Matt Murdock's partner on Netflix's Daredevil. Now on Disney+. Plus. He was Foggy Nelson, yes. But do you know what else he's best known for? No. He played Fulton in the Mighty Ducks movies. Nice. Yeah, but okay. The other person I want to note is Aaron Laura, who was the voice of Max in uh, a Goofy movie. The singing voice of Max in a Goofy movie. But okay. do you know what he was also best known for? No. He <laughs> played Portman in D2 and D3, The Mighty Ducks. So we have two people who were in The Mighty Ducks movies. And one of them has a very good voice because he was also in Newsies and Rent. Oh, the movies, did you say wait? Not the stage shows. Oh, okay. But wait, did you say Rent? I said Rent. I want to see Rent. <laughs> we want the Rent. Give us the Rent. Pennies, nickels, quarters. I want the Rent right now. I want the rent right now because I want to see rent. I want to see rent. Are you proud of yourself? Yes, I am. All right. Okay, episode 12, The Road from Morocco. Taylor helps a Moroccan singer stay in America. Oh. Well, that's good. Big name playing the agent of that singer, one would assume. Playing okay. agent Warren Yates. Okay. This guy's got to be on a Hall of Fame ballot one day. Jack Riley. Oh, Jack Riley. Oh, yes. How can we not put Jack Riley in some sort of Hall of Fame? He is one of the best character actors in history. Indeed, he is. But you also know who played the Moroccan singer, Rajiv St. Germain? No, who was it? Charles Levin. Okay. It was the TV host of The Golden Child. He played an actor in Manhattan. He played an actor in Andy Hall. He played the manager of Disc and Dat in This Is Spinal Tap. Hey, Greg. What? You want to know where you might know him from? What was it? The Seinfeld episode called The Briss. He was the moil that 
Well, you know what they do in Briss's. Oh, yeah, they... I saw that South Park episode. We all yeah, well, yeah, you saw the one where Ike, yeah, 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 yeah. He was also in five episodes of Future Entry Karen's song, but you know where else you might have known him from, Greg? What? He played Ordway on No Holds Barred. Oh, yes, that's great, No Holds Barred. Well, you know what that means. Are you trying to tell me my money's not good enough for you? I find that a little hard to swallow, you jockass! Jockass! Sadly, no longer with us. Oh, that's a shame. That is a shame. Oh. But no holds bored. What a classic. R.I.P. Tiny Zeus Lister. We miss you. Episode 13. Nikolai Speaks. Oh, no. A hit and run victim... Nikolai winds up in jail. Oh, no. Nikolai got in a hit and run, and now he's in jail. That sounds like a leading story from a WWE bend. But apparently he gets a crash course in public speaking in the new world when he must go to court as a witness after his taxi is involved in a hit and run accident. Oh. Now, just just think. Yakov Smirnoff in court as a character witness. He's already a character. It's gonna be hilarious. Oh, it's gonna be hilarious. Hilarity's gonna ensue here. Okay. Do we have any, do we have any names in this episode? I don't think so. I, I'm looking. I, I'm looking, and I don't really see any big names. No. Well, we'll have one for the next episode. Trust me. Yep. Episode fourteen: California Dreamin'. The class members share their innermost fantasies. Woo-hoo! No, not those fantasies. Oh, but we do have a name in this episode. Playing Inga is Donna Dixon. Yes, that Donna Dixon. Yes, from Bosom Buddies. And also Mrs. Dan Aykroyd. And, yeah. oh, wait, hold on a second. Donna Dixon was also... Noah Vandalay's wife in Wayne's World. She was the one who came up with the name Noah's Arcade. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Awesome. Episode 15. Moonlighting. Housekeeper Maria takes a job as a taxi dancer? How does that work? This is from the YouTube In order to supplement her monthly income, immigration student Maria Conchita Lopez decides to become a part-time taxi dancer, a dance partner for hire by whomever has the cash. Okay. Never heard it quite described that way, but okay. In this episode, I believe we have a name playing the club manager, Stanley Brock. Oh, yes! We talked about him. Yeah, we talked about him multiple times. Because he was Weird Al's uncle in UHF, but also he's in What's Alan Watching? So, yeah, he is making his case for MVP of the podcast, Mr. Stanley Brock. Oh, but hold on. We have someone who might take that case in the next episode. We do have another name, and we've talked about this person. Playing Amir in this episode is Kavi Raz. 
We talked about him because he played Dr. VJ Kochar on St. Elsewhere. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we did talk about him previously. We just talked about him like three weeks ago because he was a waiter on an episode of the famous Teddy Z. He was. That's right. He was. Second yeah. mention of famous Teddy Z in this episode. In this episode playing Bernie is Bernard West. And Bernard West, he was a writer and producer on numerous TV shows, including Three's Company, All in the Family, The Jeffersons. One of the big names in television in the 1970s and early 80s. Okay. Yeah, he also wrote for this show. So there's something. Hey, you want to be in a guest star on an episode? Write yourself into the episode. Okay. Episode 16. Point again. S. McPherson's old flame is Taylor's visiting mother. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But okay, playing the visiting mother. Audrey Meadows. Oh, God, she is a legend. She's an absolute legend. Wait, do you want me to do one better? Oh, yes. 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 Yeah, playing her husband. This guy has to be in the Hall of Fame next year. The one and only Gordon Jump. Oh, Let's hope to God he doesn't have a bike shop. Oh, no. Mr. Gordon, stay the hell away from that bike shop. Gordon, just stop owning bike shops, please. Just, Just stay with radio stations. Yeah, just stick with radio stations. Don't do any other activities, please. For the love of God. Episode 17, Citizen Paid. <laughs> oh, Nikolai thinks the KGB has poisoned him. What? For real? Why? Why does he think they poisoned him? For real? Because the KGB does that type of stuff in 1987? Oh, yeah, they totally do. Episode 18, Educating Inga. A gorgeous Swedish student causes a commotion. No, I think you need boing here. Boing! What the hell was that? That's eugenics. The group of students experiences a major disruption as Nikolai and Bob become totally of one mind when a new female student from Sweden suddenly joins their... Now, here's what I'm thinking. Maybe this is the episode Don Addiction's in, and whoever did the guest thing on IMDb did it wrong. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. And let's face it. Donna Dixon, as a Swedish model slash student, getting Nikolai and Bob all totally worked up, is something that would totally happen. And guys, your hypothesis about that is exactly right. Donna Dixon's character is named Inga. Yes. Mm-hmm. So somebody screwed up. Someone messed up on IMDb. Yeah. Shame on you. Okay. Episode 19. Victor at an exhibition. A rich boyfriend makes Maria forget her heritage. Oh... Oh, come on. Come on! Oh, come on! Yeah, after meeting a wealthy American, Maria Conchita Lopez is sure she's finally found her knight in shining armor 
That is, until her knight insults classmate Victor Ortega with his demeaning words. Mm. So, yeah, in case you haven't figured it out, he's a bit of a jerk. Episode 20. What a tangled web we weave. Ill-gotten good grades backfire on the class. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Suspecting something isn't right, the class gets canceled by Bud McPherson after every student gets an A on one of the tests. Oh, how could that happen? Everyone gets an A on the test. Oh, that can't happen. Ugh. Oh, of course that can't happen. Of course everybody can't be a genius. Of course everybody can't be a hard-pressed guy like you, McPherson. I'm not going to share any of my stories from the last 16 years of teaching. Just keep them to myself. Teenagers cheat. These are teenagers, teenagers, though. Those are teenagers. These are adults. It does make a difference. I've been to college. I know people who are trying to sail by on other people's talents. Uh Uh-uh. Episode 21. Love finds Nikolai. A Soviet girl. Falls for reluctant Nikolai. Oh. Oh, wait. There's a bad side. What? Nikolai has vowed not to date anyone except American ladies. Why? Um, speculation? Didn't we talk about green cards uh, a couple of weeks ago? It's been oh. like two months ago at this point when we talked about I married Dora. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah. That's probably why. Yeah, by the way, playing this lady, a lovely lady, Natasha Pavlovich, who is not Soviet or Russian. She was born in the former Yugoslavia, a descendant of Grand Duke Pavlo Radinovich of Bosnia. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Oh, my goodness. And she was last seen on 10 episodes of Bitter Fruit as Dr. Pavlovich. And before that, as, get ready, Greg, Nicole Wagner on an episode, get ready, Greg, of Monk. Oh, Monk! Oh, my God. Hey, guys. Get ready, Greg. Speaking of Tony Shalhoub, okay, I gotta mention something, okay. Have I ever said this in any of the episodes of this podcast? I know we've done a lot of them. This is the 277th episode, but you know I'm going to save for the first time ever. Okay, are you ready for this? Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to let you have the floor here. Oh, thank you, Chico. I love wings. <laughs> I let him have the floor because I knew he was going to say that. First time, I'm so happy I finally said it. I'm so happy that this is the first time I've ever said this on this podcast. Hey, Greg. Yeah. Why do you love wings? Well, it made Tony Shalhoub's career. Okay, that checks out. Yep, that rates. That totally rates. And also, Lowell is awesome. Okay. Lowell is indeed awesome. All right, episode... 22. We're in the Mubatos. A catch comes attached to Robert's inheritance. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I wonder what the um 
catch is. I don't know. Seriously, I don't know what the catch is. Probably something in which hilarity would ensue. Basically. Okay. Episode 23. What are friends for? Young Key's cold cure jeopardizes Maria's TV ad role. Uh-oh. 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 One name in this episode that sounds familiar is Lenny Feldman is being played by a gentleman named Larry Gelman. Yeah. He's done everything. Now, first off, he passed away last June, so just about a year ago. But we've talked about him in the past, guys. He played Vincent Van Gogh and Sigmund Fruitcake on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh, yes, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. But before that, he had roles on Barney Miller, Eight is Enough, Maud, The Bob Newhart Show, The Odd Couple. So he got around in the 70s. Oh, that's good. All right. Yeah, and we have another person here, uh, sadly also no longer with us, play the role of Howard, who I'm guessing is an old man because that's all he played in the latter years of his life. Billy Beck. He played Nick Snuggles Papasmiros on four episodes of Son of the Beach. I'm sorry. And he was an old man on two episodes of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. I'm sorry. I was laughing because Son of the Beach has some of the funniest names. I mean, what do you expect when it's a Howard Stern show and you've got Tim Stack heavily involved in it? That's great. Oh, featuring friend of the podcast, TV's Tim Stack. Of course. Episode 24, The Candidate. The class works for a city council candidate. Because how else are you going to learn about America by learning how corrupt a politician can be? And I'm guessing uh, that politician, because he's the only guest star named on this episode, is Alex Hernandez, played by John Vargas, who is best known as Lorenzo Delgado in Primary Colors. He was also on episodes of SWAT, Work It, and Days of Our Lives. And now, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Don't bury the lead here, Chico, because... He was also on, since we just literally mentioned it two minutes ago, he was on an episode of Son of the Beach in 2000. But also, since I just love Greg's reactions when I mentioned this show, he played a character on an episode of 18 Wheels of Justice. Oh, 18 Wheels Ah! of Justice. Oh, my goodness. We need the episodes in English. We want to watch this. We want to cover this show. Yes, I really want. I looked at the guest star list. I want to cover this. Somebody give us this show, please. For the love of God. In English. In English. In yeah. English. We don't need the Spanish or French uh, versions of the show. We need it in English so we can cover it, please. Or Mill Creek. Help us out here. Somebody call Mill Creek. Tell them to get the rights to 18 Wheels of Justice to put this out on DVD. Someone, please. We beg oh, I'm, su- I'm sure that's high on their priority list. 
Well, it should be number one now. After this episode, it may very well be. Okay. Episode 25, The Apartment. Taylor steps in after Allie is refused an apartment. But okay, guys, playing the character of Charlie Garver in this episode. Barney Morton! Yeah, we didn't talk about him that long ago. We talked about him. He was Boomer. And, of course, Jerry's dad on Seinfeld, of course. But, okay. Here's where I'm going to bring up, uh, because we got Father's Day coming up. He was heavily involved in one of my all-time favorite episodes of Seinfeld, where Lloyd Bridges guest starred as Mr. Mendelbaum. And they had the fight over when Jerry gave his dad the world's greatest dad t-shirt he said to jerry you think you're tough and he tries to lift like a waiter and he ends up breaking his back i'll show you i'm gonna take it up a notch (laughs) my back Uh. ow (laughs) but the best part is when Jerry has to take him to the hospital in New York, his son goes to visit Mr. Mendelbaum in the hospital. And the best part is his son is almost as old as Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> and then he decides, oh, Jerry, you think you're so tough? I'm going to lift this TV. It's go time. Oh, oh no. my back. <laughs> And so he ends up in the hospital bed next to him. But then the best part is, who comes to visit them in the hospital? Mr. Bendelbaum's dad, who is just as old as them. And so he's like, how did he break his back? Oh, he broke trying to lift that TV. That TV? Oh, okay. It's go time. And then he breaks his back, too. Didn't anybody tell me it was bolted down? I still thought you could do it. Me too. Man, man. Oh, what a great episode. That was indeed a great episode. It was. Okay, the final episode. Thank God. Old World Charmer. Laszlo accompanies Principal Courtney to a banquet. Courtney needs an escort badly. So she breaks down and asks Laszlo to go with her to an awards banquet. Okay. And that's the show. And normally we'd ask why it failed. Let's be real here. It's plainly obvious. Duh! It was a show in first-run syndication in 1986. Now, wait a second. Hold on. I got a question here. And actually, it's more of an observation because you mentioned about uh, Laszlo Company's Principal Courtney to a banquet. I did. She was gone after episode 10 and she came back for this one-off? Or maybe they aired it out of order? I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Who knows? Just throwing it out there. It seems kind of weird that between uh, episode 10 and episode 26, she's nowhere to be seen. But here she is in the final episode. Okay, now let's get back to... <laughs> Why this show was canceled. Duh. <laughs> no, seriously. Duh. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was a vehicle for Yakov Smirnov, who 
really, I mean, I, I don't want to say he was a, a one-joke comedian, a one-gag person, but really, his the What a Country thing, that was his shtick, uh, doing comedy tours back in the 80s, and when he made semi-regular appearances on Night Court. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, he was on Night Court. Yep, he was. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think that was really what gave him that boost in popularity to get his own TV show. Speculation, but... Yeah, it, it makes a little sense. Yeah, it would pretty much explain how big his careers got in the 80s and how big his career fell off in the 90s. No, well, remember, Yakov Smirnov, he's had a career in Branson for like 25 years, so you can't really say his career is that dead. Maybe television-wise, yeah, but... He's definitely making a good living if he's popular. Oh, yeah, he's definitely making a killing. Yeah. What a country indeed. Yeah. So we have any final words on what a country? Can we just never talk about the show again? Good. Yeah. What a country. It had Yakov Smirnoff. It had Alphabet from the last precinct. And... Oh, it had uh, it had a Don Knotts for half the episodes. It had Don Knotts, and it had Marvin Berry from Back to the Future. D- Don Knotts is the Macho X Marine. Don Knotts is the Macho X Marine. I think that's all we need to say. That's all we need to say. And this became a thankfully forgotten thing on TV. All right, guys. Do you want mm-hmm. to bid on a fan card from What a Country? Signed, okay. Signed by Yakov Shmirov. Let's play oh. eBay Price is Right. Alrighty, here we go. Alright, so... You're bidding on a 1980s vintage TV show fan card for What a Country with Yakov Smirnoff, signed by Yakov Smirnoff, and it says, an inscription on the top, What a Country, bottom right, Yakov Smirnoff signature. And I will show it. Hold on. I will show it in the chat. Give me one second. Okay. All right. <laughs> that is a, that is, this is an autographed picture of Yakov Smirnoff. And it says... It, it looks like it's just a promotional photo. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you want me to read the description? Okay. Sure, help us out a little All bit. Right. This is a vintage fan picture from the 1986-87 TV show What a Country featuring Yakov Smirnoff. Measures 3 by 7 eighths times 5. Black and white printed facsimile signature. Oh, it's not even a real It's artifact. a facsimile. Oh, no. Oh. That just knocks down my bid right there. Oh, this is crap. Okay. I don't even care about this. Okay. Chico, you bid first and then Mike. Well, I was going to bid like $50, but now that you said it's a facsimile, I'm going to have to go with 88 cents. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Chico's doing the pocket change. 88 cents. Mike, one dollar, Bob. <laughs> nine ninety nine. 
Oh, you got robbed. Not with Y'all my got money. Robbed. Oh, no. I don't even know if I'd pay nine ninety nine if that was a real signature. No. Oh my god. No, 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 no. Boy, this is the one time that one dollar actually was the highest bid. Oh my god. This may be the first and last time we ever have a dollar as the highest bid. Oh my god. I don't know why Chico bid 88 cents. Because I'm seriously, I, I was not going to go any higher than a dollar. So Chico sort of screwed himself over there. Oh my. But 88 cents is a legitimate bid. Seriously. I wouldn't pay 88 cents. Hold on. I got to take this damn thing off my screen. Get out of here, Yakov Smirnov. I want to see that goofy grin. Go spend somebody's credit cards. Okay, there we go. Okay, uh, peaceful, tranquil. We're relaxed. We don't have to see this crap ever again. Thankfully. Uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, yeah. The the what a country can't hurt you anymore. But you know what can hurt you? The 276 episodes of It Was a Thing on TV that preceded this. You can go to our website, itwasathingontv.com, where you can listen to all of our past episodes, and even some of the great bonus stuff we've done, like live shows, mini-sodes, the like. Oh, it's fantastic. And over 350 episodes of content on there. And hey, just a reminder, it's vacation season. If you're taking a road trip, Load up your player, load up your whatever device you have, and listen to us while you're traveling. It's a good way yep. to kill time. Very good way to kill time. And if you are of the uh, visual sort of sort, we are on YouTube where you can like our channel, subscribe to our channel, hit that notification bell. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can stay up to date on all of our episodes that way, including the episode we have next, where we take another group of TV teens, put them in another group of shenanigans, and watch the hilarity ensue. If you like High School USA, good for you. Oh, good for you. And of course, that's coming up when we meet next time, right here on It Was A Thing On TV. For Mike, for Greg, I'm Chico. Thank you for listening. Please be kind to each other, and we will see you for the next one. Wow! He's performed for presidents, heads of state. He loves to make people laugh almost as much as he loves his freedom. HBO presents The Last Stand of Yakov Smirnov. Thank you. you know, since Soviet Union broke up, people say I have nothing to joke about. Well, I say there's always Albania. <laughs> The Iron Curtain's lifted, and Yakov's on his own. In former Soviet Union, used to be pretty bad. We had no freedom. Now, we have freedom. Pretty crazy, huh? What a sovereignty of independent states. I love it! The Soviet Union's gone, but Yakov is as funny as ever. Oh, a defector. <laughs> Yeah, things are pretty bad in China now, you know. Which was like the former Soviet Union used to be. Communist. Did I ever tell you I'm part Chinese on my mother's side? Whenever I go to visit relatives in China, we eat 
And then an hour later, we want freedom. <laughs> I had relatives in former Soviet Union who I could not visit. Now I can visit them. What a union of democratic republics. What an incredible sovereignty of states. What a confederacy of independent nations. What a crazy independent nation of union of socialist republics that are together in a federation of craziness that is all free. <laughs> I love this country. <laughs> you stink. I want to go back to Soviet Union the way it was when we were all oppressed. And I would not... Why don't you get off stage? I can be funny even if Soviet Union is no more. I just want freedom to go away. <laughs> I am cold. I am frightened. What will the new world order bring for Yakov? It's the last stand of Yakov Smirnov coming this fall.